0: Interns. Interns. So did you hear Donald Dumped announce his 2024 run for presidency?
1: Well I mean every trash can has its lid.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Gay Talk 2.0 the ultimate podcast for your dose of dish. Good evening, ladies and gents, and welcome back to another episode of Gay Talk 2.0, an LGBT podcast coming to you live on Digital Stream Radio, where you can access our live stream by visiting digitalstreamradio.com. That, of course, is the audio live stream. If you are a Patreon, you can actually get the Video version of our show uh, so that you can enjoy us live and in color. Anyway, my name is Tom and I am your host. And as always, I'm in the studio with my friends, starting with the first one.
1: Hey,
0: y'all, Nick or Trish. And Jay Bear, aka your boyfriend's boyfriend.
2: And welcome you all to the dish. So uh we're back. We're starting a little early today. I figured we were all in studio. We were all caught up. We had everything done. I was like, Y'all just want to go? Because I really don't want to sit around for another half hour and do like, you know, more shots. I mean, I mean, we could smoke have. and right. do more shots. Yeah.
0: And we'll be right back. No. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, she on fire today. Um,
2: no, but we are back. There's a lot of things that have happened in the last uh, 72 hours um lord have mercy uh but first and foremost before you know we move into anything i just want a quick round table how are my boys how are you mr nick how you doing i'm okay she had a moment today she had a camera moment today you want to talk about that
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah sure um so i found out that um we were invited, the, my job was invited to speak at uh, Ribbon Cutting, but it was not me, it was my boss, Right. but he is out of country, and so I was CC'd on an email asking me to be there, and I said, oh yeah, sure, I'll come, and then I read more of the email after I responded, and it said, giving remarks, and I was like, uh, wait, uh, uh, okay, okay. So I ended up giving remarks with like our mayor and the president of the chamber and it was fine. It went well, but like I was just not like mentally in that place. Right.
2: But she famous now. Yay! It was
1: weird. I mean, I had like three big like cameras pointing at me plus like other like cameras to take photos. That doesn't count. Right? It, it's
2: it's it's no different than being in here. You do it in here every Wednesday. Yeah. So, have a camera in your face every Wednesday. Look, look, look. Let me put it right on your face. I
1: literally walked in there and I was like, so Bruno, who works for uh, Market said. New Haven, no
2: everyone talks about Bruno. Bruno. Um,
1: he was like, he, I looked at him and I was like, this is going to be like short. Like I'm saying like two paragraphs. That's it. And he was like, perfect. It needs to be short. I was like, great. Okay. And then I was about to start and I looked at him and I was like, <clears throat> I don't know if it's nerves or what but I've dry mouth and he's handed me this thing that I guess he gets at like in the uh toothpaste aisle and it like helps you when you talk publicly cuz right. it gives you like
2: saliva and starts draining I popped
1: that shit in my mouth I got up there I was like oh my god I didn't miss
2: one word like mm.
1: thank you Bruno can we the can we have some it? of that
2: maybe I I need to you know,
1: well, and then I was leaving work, and I was like, "Why was I nervous? I do this all the time, but it's different when you're in front of a bunch of people, right? Right,
2: right. Yeah, I think. Plus, you know, you're also speaking uh, in front of a bunch of people that you ordinarily don't know,
1: and also they made me go after the mayor.
2: Uh, oh, of Lord course. have mercy! Come of on, of course, Mayor alicker of New Haven, and
0: you knew it was going to be televised. I think that that yeah. kind of so, puts. So, in so, a so little, I get up
1: there, I'm like, yeah. "Thank you, Mayor."
2: There <laughs> she is
1: <laughs> this is what i got
2: there <laughs> she is
0: and how are you jay not bad not bad uh a little bruised up got yes. into a little fender bender last week
2: yeah she's she's so, feeling it so she's I'm feeling it. I'm, she's a little hurting yeah she's even drinking water water <laughs> i mean she's on water which is sad yeah water but, uh, but we understand
0: aspirins but wasn't major i mean as far as vehicle damage and stuff it right. was on a company vehicle but a um, few days after, I started feeling all the aches and pains, so I'm dealing with that now. But well, hopefully,
2: hopefully, yeah. you know, it's nothing so, serious yeah, and yeah. you'll be able to to recover and, you know,
0: Absolutely. not
2: walk in here halfway bent over <laughs> yeah, like you're looking to get banged. Uh-huh.
0: So, yeah, got banged then, not the way I wanted. So,
1: so I went kind of <laughs> glamping this weekend. What? Glamping.
2: Speak.
0: Speak.
1: So... My friends and I, after last week, I had a really rough week. We decided we wanted to go away, so we rented a cabin in the woods. And it was beautiful. There was a hot tub. It was literally in the middle of nowhere. Nice. And it was so relaxing. And then I realized halfway through the trip how old I am. Mm. Because what we did was we got there. We went shopping. We spent about 200 bucks in like groceries, like steaks, and like different things. We cooked every meal. And... Watched like no TV, and played Yahtzee, and sat in the hot tub. Oh, she and I, old. And I was like, "Wait a second.
2: <laughs> no, but but if the hot tub is involved, I mean that could be reason enough to skip TV, right? Like I could see myself. No, just I know, slingering. but like I was it's like, just, I'm we, not gonna pay I, for it.
1: I only packed sweatpants and sweatshirts, like. I'm old. You're in a
2: (laughs) cabin in the middle of the woods with a hot tub. What else do you need besides like sweatpants? It was amazing.
1: That's awesome. Like it was uh, such a great time. It was amazing.
2: Good. I'm glad. I'm glad that you have fun. Mm -hmm. Where where you go?
0: Vermont?
1: No, we went to (laughs) Colebrook, Connecticut.
0: Oh, you didn't even leave the state? Nope. I mean, we basically
1: did. We basically did. It was like, I for mean, you, it, it, is, it
0: is boonies. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, it is boonie Booniville.
1: It was beautiful. I was like, oh.
0: Okay.
2: Boonies nice. meaning like way outside of like civilization. So that's basically what we mean by that. Um Wow. But well, that sounds like fun. I I um my mom's birthday was yesterday, so happy birthday, mama. We love you, uh, my real mother. Um <laughs> and um so she wanted to um gamble gamble. Uh, gamble. So I took her to the casino. I went to Foxwoods and um we went to two different bingo sessions.
1: <laughs> Wait, did you win?
2: No, I never win in casinos. Never. But did your mom? No, ne- she won fifty bucks.
0: Okay. <laughs> hey so she
2: was like i, I need 62 and i look up to the board and i'm like ma it's on the board like get ready to yell bingo and we're thinking oh my gosh she just won because each game is a thousand dollars if you win right and except for the specials and we didn't realize we were playing a special so she ended up winning a hundred bucks she didn't know that she thought it was a hunt show. she thought it was a thousand so when the guy comes over and hands her 50 bucks she's like what's this <laughs> um and he goes like you won the special with someone else, so we split the money, it was a hundred dollars, so you get fifty and they get fifty. She was like, She was so like bummed uh, yeah, that it wasn't the one thousand yeah. dollars. Uh but we'll definitely go back. Now that I know that they're doing bingo there, um, you know, and the payouts are like huge. So one of the specials
1: Wait, but then you tried to leave,
2: and then I tried to leave, and <laughs> but, but, but I'm not done yet. Hold on. So, <laughs> so one of the specials there. So you you the first game it's it's a what they call a progression game. So you play one game first, and then you play the second game on the same paper. And so the first game was like worth three hundred bucks, and then the second game, if you make the letter, so in this case was the letter L, in fifteen numbers or less. While they're calling it, you win sixty five thousand dollars. oh shit. if you win it with twenty numbers or less, it goes down to like fifteen thousand dollars and then if nobody wins it with the fifteen or less, then you go for the for the consolation prize of a thousand for the game and I'm thinking to myself like holy shit, you can win sixty five thousand dollars if wow. you would be lucky enough to do an l with you know fifteen numbers or less. It was insane. And then, you your know, we mom go to leave. T-
1: like, took your card.
2: Oh no. I mean she had her own.
1: No, I'm saying like if you had won fifteen or less, she would have been like, that's insane.
2: Oh no, she would have given me her card if she won, because she doesn't want to put that under her. So she's like, you pay the taxes. <laughs> she ain't stupid. <laughs> she ain't. Okay. Um Mama knows. <laughs> and then we went to leave. So we were in the casino from nine o'clock in the morning till twelve thirty midnight. Well, the next day, 12:30 in the morning. And then it took me an hour to find my car. I got lost in the park in the garage. I could not find my car to save my life. I took a picture of the little sign that said you're here, and I went here 20 times and 20 times I missed my car. And then I found it. And I wasn't even drinking. So that's the crazy thing. But we had fun and then yesterday we went over cuz her actual birthday was yesterday, the 15th. We went over her house, we had dinner, we you know, saying happy birthday and did all that stuff and we had a good time. So that was my uh my week in a nutshell since our last Thursday surprise show. Sweet. So. And that was pretty much it So we have a lot to cover We have a lot to talk about A lot of things have happened In the past week But most importantly I want to talk about the fact That this week is Transgender Awareness Week And it's leading up to Trans, uh, Transgender Day of Remembrance Which is on Sunday the 20th And the reason why we bring this up Is obviously because um, The transgender community Is a very very important And integral part of our community And the reason why we celebrate Trans Day of Remembrance Is first and foremost to celebrate those transgender sister brothers and sisters that have died uh violently at the hands of individuals who just took it upon themselves to end their lives and so you know we use this awareness to bring awareness to the fact that the transgender community uh typically subject uh, to to violence more so than any other part of our community um that exists you know within the the rainbow and so um you know i was thinking okay I, I know that I wanted to bring this forth and talk about it today, but I also wanted to say, okay, well, what can we do, right? What can you do if you're either, um, you know, you're an ally of the community or you're a member of our community and you want to support, what are things that you can do? Mm-hmm. And so I started looking online and I found about five different things that as an ally or as a community member, you can do to help support um, you know, the cause and to remember those that we've lost to violence. And um, so the first one is, you know, collect, uh, collect, connect uh, with your local LGBTQ plus centers and take part in any events that they may have um, for us here that would be the new haven pride center uh in your community it might be called something else but i'm sure that you know in whatever area that you're in um there has to be some sort of center that's you know within proximity to where you are that may be observing uh and they may also be having things that are being done online Mm -hmm. um that you could you know participate in and and you know take advantage of the fact that you could also learn something from the community
1: yeah i think it's also really important to note that there are Many forms of donation, but really, if you think about it, service, voice, or gift. Share your voice, share your opinion, Mm -hmm. put it out there to your friends and family when you know if there's a center that needs support, whether it's their food pantry or their coat closet. There are a lot of homeless trans youth that Mm -hmm. need support, and that includes clothing and food. So if you can't give money, but you can donate a jacket and a donate, I don't know, a can of cannellini beans it doesn't matter right all of it makes a difference it really does right and then you can also donate your time like there are people that would at at these centers that need support and help
2: right and you know um another thing that you can do number two on the list is um spread the word about you know transgender day of remembrance you know if you know that it is coming up share it on your social media you know let your friends know hey this is happening would you be interested in you know, learning some more, walk with me, let's go together, you know, take a group, take your family. Um, you can learn a lot, you know, from um, from doing um, and participating in a lot of the events that are going to be happening over the course of this week and up until Sunday. Uh, and then, you know, as Nick mentioned, uh, number I mentioned number one? Yes. Number two. uh, Oh, number two. Sorry. If you have questions about the community, visit a reliable source page. Make sure that if you're trying to learn about the community that you go and visit sources that are um, that that have and done the work. For example, you can go to the HRC, um, do the human rights campaign. You can do. uh, Glad has a lot of great information on, um, you know, transgender folks and and that part of our community that you can learn from Um, and then there's also donating as you mentioned there's a lot of different things that you can donate to um, find a cause that supports you know transgender people transgender youth and donate Um, it could be a great way for you to be able to participate and um, and finally if you have an opportunity look for and and take in transgender media. Right. Um, it, it's you see a lot of people talking about it. You see a lot of news media covering, you know, things that are happening in communities, etc. But one of the best ways that you can learn and also support with viewership is to seek out media, seek out people who are making media. And are making content that are part of the transgender community. There's no better way uh, to do that. I can tell you that, for example, Laverne Cox, she does a show on um, on YouTube that you can watch for free, and you can go and learn and and see all of the different people that she's had an opportunity to to sit with and talk about her experience, their experience. Um, there's a lot of queer media uh, that's available on Netflix, for example, or some of the other show. You know, all, all of the other providers. Uh, that you could view uh, and learn more about the community, uh, which make it really a great way to show your support if you can't physically like be somewhere there yeah. you can do so many different things, yeah you know, and I, I think it's just you know,
1: I mean for an example, like something that could be amazing that may cost a little bit of money, but like if you're a makeup artist, look up your local uh center and say hey can i come for a day and just give people a tutorial
2: if they want it that would be amazing right amazing and and
1: they would feel so loved and welcomed and just you know themselves i mean like just think out of the box there are ways to support outside of giving money if you can't do that obviously money is the number one thing you want to do right Right. every center needs it right but at the end of the day there are so many ways we can support the community and it doesn't have to stem from
2: our pocket right and you know some of uh, a lot of centers actually have groups Mm -hmm. that they you know that come in and talk about their experiences and it's very therapeutic it's very good to be able to open yourself up to other people and talk about it and some of these are open session groups where you can come in and as an outsider and as an ally just sit in and listen Mm -hmm. right and learn about people's experiences and you get an idea of how they feel how certain things make them feel Um, whether they make them feel wanted make them feel unwanted make them feel unsafe and you then can take it upon yourself to make sure that you're aware of how you do things how you say things how you react to things um, to avoid making someone feel the way that you know they can if you were to do something even if you did it you know it, it was unintentional. Yep. You can still learn. There's so much that you can learn from that.
1: Yeah. So I recently heard a story um, and obviously everybody knows I'm on the board of the pride center, but it is a story of what can happen, right? Not, right. not what happened at the center, but there was a story about this um, trans girl who was homeless and she was sleeping on the caseworkers floor in her office The food pantry was empty because they didn't have donations. The clothing closet was empty and she had nowhere to go. And the caseworker was working hard to find her like a shelter, but she just couldn't, you know what I mean? So little things like just showing up and saying, Hey, you know what? Here's some food, here's a jacket. And if you feel comfortable, why don't you stay at my place for tonight until we find somewhere for you to go?
2: Right. Right. And that, that's important. And so One of the things, one of the challenges, um, and this is true not only for transgender youth, but youth in general, is that when someone is underage and they're seeking for a place to stay, uh, there's a lot of hoops and a lot of restrictions from different states and areas um, that prevent services, community services, from assisting them in a way that they can provide shelter, right? Right. Um, and so if you are an individual that has a home and can welcome someone in temporarily while they find um, some sort of, you know, safe space for them or to be Or if you're in. a
1: community center or a homeless shelter that can save a few beds, a few safe beds. Right. Like, that's it.
2: Right. And, and that's the other thing, too. Like, I, I think that one of the things that, that we need to be doing as a society and as a community is understanding that there are complexities that exist uh, for gay youth and trans youth Mm -hmm. that are not necessarily experienced by other homeless uh, groups and that require certain criteria or certain type of space for them to feel safe. And I think that we need to work with government in our state to ensure that if we have facilities, that facilities have spaces, designated spaces for um, certain types of individuals and especially those in our community. Do
1: you remember when I was doing that leadership program in new Haven? Like, Oh my God, this was like pre COVID like right before COVID.
2: Oh my God. I don't remember anything prior to COVID Well,
1: part of it was a six month (laughs) program. And part of the program was we had to partner with another nonprofit and help them out with a project. Right. And one of the nonprofits was a homeless shelter out of, uh, Milford or orange. I can't remember at this point, but they were pitching their idea, and my first question was, how many beds do you have for the LGBTQ plus community? Right. And they were like, we can't say that we have any safe current beds for the community, but it's something that we are dedicated to and working on. Right. And while I didn't choose that charity to work with, their response, I was proud of them, and now they do. And they have been working on it. And I feel like that should be an initiative for any homeless shelter, especially youth homeless shelters throughout the country.
2: Right, right. And I'm not talking about like, hey, listen, you need to segregate your population. But again, with our community come certain complexities that don't exist. Um,
1: If if you're providing housing, you need to provide some sort of uh, safety network. Right. Right, so... If if it's not a separate room or a separate bathroom, it's you know, uh, I, I I don't know, but but, you, I, ha- well, but think- you have to but you have to make sure that the people that you're taking in are are safe, so they Absolutely. they, they want to come back. They feel like they know, maybe they can build a community there. Maybe they they can start taking the next steps for life right. there. But like, right? I mean, it, it's important to create a safe environment for all people
2: for me it's like i I, i've lived in shelters right i mean i think i've discussed i've talked about this before you know my father um was very abusive my biological father uh, towards my mother and on numerous occasions we fled and we had to go into these you know emergency shelters and just live uh in, in in a room my mother myself my brother and one room right And we had to figure out how we fit in that dynamic. And so from experience, I can tell you that one of the worst feelings that you get is walking into a room of strangers and not knowing where you're going to, you know, um, fall, lay your head, head where no one is going to steal your stuff, take your belongings or try to do something to you. Um, And, and it's, it's, Very alarming. It's very um, disturbing to think that even in spaces that are meant to keep someone from having to sleep in the elements, Mm -hmm. that this could happen, right? Mm
1: -hmm. I mean, I think all of this is to say, you know, there are so many ways to give. Right. And you can choose whatever charity you want, but the trans community, the LGBTQ plus community... If you give, you don't have to just give money, give money when you can give your time when you can provide a voice when you can. And honestly, all those things will make a huge difference.
2: They will. They will. And it's, it's, I agree. It's important. So, um, to all of our fallen sisters in our, in the trans community, um, you know, may they rest in peace. Um, you know, it's something that we grapple with every day. Violence against transgender women still happens at an alarming rate, Um, And, you know, there's a lot of things that that need to be worked on. And, you know, one of those, uh, for example, is the amount of of underreporting when it comes to transgender deaths. Right. Mm -hmm. Like when there is a murder of someone who happens to be part of the transgender community, they don't report it as such, because typically what they will do is they will take the person's dead name. And that's what they use as a means to report statistically what that death was related to, right? And um, and so there is a huge number of people who pass away or who are murdered uh, in the trans community that go unreported because our own um, law enforcement refuses to update policies, to start thinking about ways that they can, you know, start well, reporting them, statistically... Though.
1: It's, you know, I mean, you have the law. I mean, yeah, you have have states that are now allowing people to take a third gender, take or or regender and redefine themselves legally. And when you do that, then, you know, uh, our police force can't say, oh, no, this was Mike. It wasn't whomever right you know what i mean like th- one of the biggest issues is the fact that our states don't allow people to really identify in some cases who they are and so their identification is what is tied to their social that that is what it is
2: right. their government and, and the challenges, government name. right and yeah. the challenges that that presents you know when you're walking through life <coughs> as who you know you are now but you can't seem to let this go Right. And everywhere you go, trying to fly on a plane, trying to, you know, get an identification, trying to show ID at a bar um, that, you know, they look at your idea like uh, what's going on here. Right. It's well, it's none of your business. Number one, mm-hmm. there's my identification. Um, it, It's just it's just it's very rough. And so we as a community and people allies. Don't need to make it any harder than it already is. Um, so whenever you can, help, support, donate. So, <sighs> Jay, Mister
1: Jay, you were quite quiet. Jay, I know you have opinions.
0: Always, I, I, I agreed. Um, <clears throat> being that I've worked in the social services sector and I have dealt with the community as well at one point or another. Um, you know, everything you've said, absolutely, 100%. You know, you don't have to give monetarily all the time, volunteer some of your time, right. um, even if it's just hanging out in a group. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to necessarily partake if you don't want to, but just showing that that additional support. Um and if you have a special skill, you know, you could teach financial literacy. Oh
1: my god, amazing. Yes.
0: Financial literacy to right. especially the youth. Mm-hmm. A lot of us didn't learn that in school. Or if you know? you're or if you're a lawyer <laughs> sure.
1: and you feel like strongly about the center or or whatever it is, go there and say, "Hey, can I donate can my I legal donate? Yeah. legal services to yeah. the center?"
0: Yeah, it's, you know. And again, people think you ask for donations, they automatically swim monetarily or food right. or clothing, which is great. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of other aspects that are needed, you know. And and again, financial literacy, legal advice, medical advice, yeah. you know, how to how to navigate the legal system, how, how to, to set navigate, up a bank account. how to set up a bank account, stuff like right. that. That when you're looking at youth, you know. We didn't learn this. We didn't learn this yeah. as kids. And and unless you had parents that were well, you know, that, that knew the, the, the system well and knew how to pass it along. Unfortunately, we don't we don't learn. We learn the hard way.
2: You know, I found out <laughs> that as a mother, as a parent, you can put your newborn child on your credit card. Yes. For them to start. Creating building a, their, their, building credit. their credit history so by the time they get their first credit card, their credit score is like in the 800s, provided that the mother pays the bills, of course, yeah, yeah. or yeah. the There's parent that. pays the bills. But you can do that, yeah. yes. We didn't know that.
1: <clears throat> I didn't you know, know that. Say, yeah, see, I see, didn't like, know. yeah, my like, dad wouldn't have done that, even like, Fuck, yeah, when, out.
0: when uh, <laughs> yeah, when when I was working at the high school, at the charter high school. Part of their program, part of their requirement was a financial literacy program. Mm -hmm. The way they did that was through Monopoly. I love it. And they taught them, they taught them, you know, banking and they taught them responsibility, fiscal responsibility and, and what it is to own property and what it is to own, you know, to have to pay bills. Right. So a lot of these kids, when they went to college, they were somewhat prepared for expenses that they weren't expecting. Right. Right. You know, because when when I went to college, you know, like, oh yeah, you need to buy this book is two hundred and fifty dollars. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, I ain't got that kind uh, of money. T- I, yeah, I can barely pay the bills. What do you mean two fifty for a book? Right. You know yep. what I mean? And and that was in the heyday of fucking uh, 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 Amazon. That was when you could buy your books. Right. And you know the thing.
2: <laughs> you know the, the the crazy thing is that you know a lot of people when you apply for FAFSA, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the, the yeah yeah. Uh, where you you can get a student loan they send you the money once you or they pay right the money once you provide a a passing grade yes and then what often happens is you get that money and you say to yourself okay um i have bills to pay so i'm going to use this to pay bills and then eventually when i'm done with school i start paying this back yep Right. When you can take that chunk of money, just throw it right on your loan. You can immediately pay like, you know, once you get your money, start paying off your loans with the money they're giving you. But most people can't do that because, as we know, it's very hard to have five courses to take, go to school full time and maintain a full time job to be able to like pay your bills and, and have a place to live. And it's disturbing that, you know, that's how we have to do it in this country.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, um, continuing on. (laughs) On the subject of trans awareness, I wanted to quickly mention a story um, about two individuals, two transgender women uh, who were trans soldiers and are going to be retiring with a rare distinction. Uh, So we have two transgender soldiers at Fort Leonard Wood in Missouri are set to retire with a rare distinction. They transition fully while on active duty and will be honorably, uh, honorably discharged with full pensions. Open transgender service in the military is becoming more uh, commonplace and accepted. But the members of those um, but the number of those who are honor honorably white am I having a hard time saying You'll that get word? There. uh discharged into full retirement and transitioning while on active duty remains low. Um, the defense secretary Ash Carter, who served under President Barack Obama, lifted the ban on open service by trans troops in 2016, but dump reinstated it during his presidency, which is going to, uh, which, uh, which it going into effect in 2019, President Joe Biden lifted the ban shortly after taking office in 2021. And I think it's great. So uh, let's see here. Say we are forced to ask ourselves whether we want to deny who we are and serve in hopes that one day we, things would change or whether we should wait to serve entirely until the, Um, It did change. And that's basically what uh, Army Staff Sergeant Alaria Stanley, a trans woman uh, stationed at Fort Leonard Wood, um, who would retire in February, said to the press. Stanley and also Army Sergeant First Class Kinsey Maxfield also a trans woman, both participated in Fort Leonard Woods retiree appreciation day celebration last Thursday um, with Maxfield being um, eligible for retirement or planning on retirement officially as of the 31st of December. The two are part of a small growing group of uh, transitioned active duty individuals that will retire with full benefits once they do. And I think it's just fantastic that, um, you know, we get to see this and, and, it just makes me makes me think about um, some of the people that we've had, some of the guests that we've had.
1: Like Lindsay? Was it Lindsay? No. Lindsay Pembroke? No, it was... Um...
2: Who are you talking about?
1: Oh, God. There was... We had a guest on the show, um, and she was in the Army Reserves, and I'm blanking, but she travels now, and kind of teaches like what it looks like to transition in the army and how to handle it to those who don't quite understand it. I'm blanking on her name.
2: Me too. Um, and I know, and I know him too. I know the name, and that's the side. It was part. a long time ago. No, it was. It was. We've been I doing the
1: show for a long time.
2: We're going on seven years in March in mm-hmm. four months. Oof. Isn't that crazy? It is
1: time, everybody.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, uh, oh, God. Oh, I know. I know. Uh, Allison. Yes, Allison. Allison Hale. Hale. Yeah, thank you. Oh, and uh, Allison really, you know, she came on the show, talked about, you know, her experience, what she's doing now. She's done, she's been doing a lot of work with Yale mm-hmm. um, And and doing a lot of public speaking in regards to her experience and how, you know, she's been able to maneuver. Um, not only her transition, but also being, you know, still working and being active in the military. And I think yeah. that's wonderful. So uh, congratulations to both of these ladies. And, of course, Alison Hale as well. And um, we're going to move on.
1: Are we going to take a break or are we just going to go through Oh,
2: crap. It's like I'm trying to. You're
1: on fire. But I'm like, you need a minute.
2: I'm trying to get my mouse away from my iPad. It's, it's a little weird. So I don't know um, when this happened, but uh, apparently Apple. now has this thing where um it's like a one device for everything so if you have your ipad next to your computer you can actually transition your mouse right onto your ipad to control whatever's on your ipad Or use your iPad as a separate screen. So
1: what I would say is until you figure out how to make it work, don't Uh do it while we're (laughs) live.
0: Well, no,
2: because I'm doing this to the mouse and all of a sudden it jumps over to the iPad and I'm like, how do I get it out? Go Um, the opposite
1: direction because clearly it's mirroring incorrectly. It
2: didn't work. It didn't work. All right. So being that we do need to take a break, we're going to do that. And uh, when we come back, we have more Dish. Be right back. all right we are back from the break and uh we're ready to jump into more dish so um there's a lot of things like we said that are happening but i'm going to toss it over to jay because today's uh this next story is is jay's story so jay tell us what you've got
0: New York's oldest gay bar mm. may soon get a landmark status.
2: Yas. That and makes me excited.
0: Contrary to popular belief, it's mm-hmm. not Stonewall.
2: <laughs> right. Well, Stonewall is already a national landmark. Yeah, yeah but, right. but it was designated by President Barack Obama. I love that man.
0: Absolutely. But so
2: why don't you tell us what you have?
0: A bar since eighteen sixty-four known as Julius. Was thrust into the forefront of the gay rights movement in 1966. Thrusted,
2: right? What, what it, literally. It, word, right? I, well, it's, choices are, yeah. are really uh, amazing when they choose the right words, right? <laughs> yeah. But think about it. That was that was three, three years before um, the events of Stonewall, yep. which is known by many as the catalyst for the modern um, liberation movement for the LGBTQ plus community.
0: Yep, and uh, basically activists staged a peaceful sip-in a sip in I, yes something Announce, she would do <laughs> announcing they are mm-hmm. homosexuals and asking to be served um so it, it's great news you know that, that can, a lot of these we, landmarks can we expand
2: on that asking to be served. served do we know why they were asking to be served well, let's see Uh I mean, I know. Yeah. (laughs) I I know why. You know why? Well, I don't know. I didn't read the whole story yet. Well, no, no, no. No, So um, I know that back in the 60s in New York, it was illegal to serve anyone that was considered to be mentally ill. And members of the community, whether you were transgender, you were gay, they were labeled mentally ill. And therefore, it was illegal to serve them alcohol in a bar. Hence the sip-in. Continue.
0: Oh, boy. And so located in the heart of Greenwich Village at West 10th Street and Waverly Place uh, is where Julius is located. The manager, Adam Garcia, said that being in the bar is like being inside a living museum. The stories, the storied history that has taken place there is on full display and photos on the wall. Uh, now, there's an effort to preserve the history with the with an official New York City landmark designation that is one step closer to reality for the legendary establishment. Which is great. Uh, Yeah, so, I mean, it's awesome. And then they show some pictures on the...
1: um, There's a video. Is it a video? Uh, Oh, no, that's the Battle of Stonewall.
0: Okay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, but, but, you know, it's good in many ways because even though we currently have states that are initiating or introducing bills and legislation at the state levels that are... You know, pushing back on LGBTQ plus rights, pushing back on trans rights, pushing back on so many things to see that, you know, we still have a movement that is pushing to recognize who we are as a community and recognize our safe spaces. These were places that we would go to. I mean, Mm -hmm. I didn't go there in in the 1860s. I wasn't even a sperm. Mm. I was there. Maybe I'm a vampire
0: home or a dinosaur one of the d- well, two it's, oh, it's, <laughs> it's also
1: kind of cool because we have had the conversation on the show about how gay bars are kind of dying right yes um and following the pandemic i know that we have lost a couple we've gained some but the reality is because in states like connecticut like new york like california um People don't feel the need to have that space anymore, but the reality is, I th- I personally think making something a landmark and making something um, so historic is so important because the reality is we did need that space. We did, and and some people still feel they do, right?
0: Yeah, and and we tend to forget that. You know, not only is it just a social space, right, for you to gather with friends and and, and people that are alike, but there's also been some great organizations that have been formed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and have started to have their roots are based out of a great example, Partners in New Haven. Mm-hmm. That's where AIDS Project New Haven started in their basement. Yep. That's where their meetings started. Right. So, you know, you, you have to realize that sometimes a lot of this stuff isn't always mentioned in the articles.
2: Right.
1: When I was <laughs> an intern at Actors Theatre of Louisville, um, one of the first things Say I... that again. Actors Theatre of Louisville. 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 Uh, Louisville. One of the first things I learned was we have production meetings weekly, but all the decisions will be made at the end of the day in the bar.
2: <laughs> uh, you're right. Um, but, but, you know, and that it's important to also note that uh, while... Um, you mentioned AIDS Project New Haven it's an organization that still exists but now it's called A yeah. Place to Nourish Your Health yes. um, so um, you know we've seen transitions we've seen uh, diff- changes in names etc but these great organizations that have done fantastic work in our community still exist and it's yep. it's amazing I did not know that um, you know APNH as um, or AIDS Project New Haven as it was known then and, yeah, started in the started, basement of partners
0: yeah that's why their meetings first started so that's crazy it, you know it's it's stuff like that that again you know he, you go to these bars you hang out there for you know 10 15 20 years and you don't hear this stuff until years later you know mm-hmm. um and, and and again you know you're, we're talking 1966 1864
2: she's a local leader now
0: <laughs> local leader so um
2: oh boy so very quickly before <laughs> See, we we, we- Expand more on this story. We were talking about earlier the fact that she was on TV and she was, you know, doing this ribbon cutting and blah whatnot And a friend of mine just sent me a text message and said, "Oh my God, she's famous! She's on TV." And then so here is Nick. I mean, you guys can't see the picture, but I can. And then the caption at the bottom says, uh, "News at six p.m." So you know we're still recording while they're while she's becoming news. It says local leaders on hand to celebrate the opening of the Luke uh, Brazier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. brazery restaurant in new haven mm-hmm. and uh, and she's famous now but anyway,
1: she's a local
0: leader, but a she's the fattest leader. one in the picture. Not
2: at all. You're so it's detrimental to yourself. It's my face. They but say it's... the
0: camera adds on weight. Yeah, well, it, does. it
2: definitely did. Yeah, that's not you. It's the camera.
0: That's why you have a permanent I, filter. That's I'm, all right.
2: I'll
1: inform them about face too.
2: That's that, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's why she literally pro- prohibits me from like focusing in on her during our broadcast. But um, anyway. We were talking. We about, were talking. Uh, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. But again, you know, it, it's great. You know, landmarks like this that who knows how many organizations or how many people even met there, right? You know, just just to get those ideas out and and get these uh, grassroots organizations started back then. And we're talking eighteen hundreds and nineteen hundreds, where the laws back then were very very strict. And and again. Mm-hmm. You know, you weren't met with kind words. (laughs) Right. You know, you weren't asked to leave. You were beat the hell out of the establishment. With police batons and And bats. Yeah, exactly. Right. So um, it states here that the city's Landmarks and Preservation Committee held a public hearing on Monday where many spoke about uh, why the Greenwich Village mainstay should be recognized. For now, the bar waits for Adam as an already planned... Uh, but adam is already planning the celebration right. i just
2: think that the entire greenwich village at least the, the west greenwich village should just be a national landmark the whole thing mm-hmm. i mean it has down been... To the, it rainbow down and to the pier day. like let's, let's down to the pier <laughs> like, all of it every single nook uh, and cranny i mean let's take the castro in in san francisco and let's take the greenwich village in new york and just declare them national monuments The whole thing. And then that makes it so that everyone that lives in the Greenwich Village that owns property there are now tax exempt because it's a national monument. Obviously, you can't make changes to your buildings unless you go through a commissioning or zoning board. But that's the trade off. Um, But it it would be great. Don't you think? Can you imagine the whole Greenwich Village being a national monument?
1: I'm still dealing with being a local leader. Oh,
0: (laughs) I can't. I can't.
2: I can't. I can't. Um no but it's, that's that's wonderful yeah, news.
0: That's awesome news. And it's, and you know it's places that like this that you know that aren't always in the limelight that aren't always in the news that also need recognition, you know.
2: I want to go to Julius now. Shall we have a road trip, girls? Yeah. Absolutely. We should go into the city. It's been it's a been while. A,
1: well, no, not for me, but for you.
2: Yeah, no. It's it's been a long time. The last time you guys were in the city, you saw boobs. And they weren't mine.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> but they were also not, you know,
2: They
1: they were lesbian boobs.
2: Jess Brannis! Oh my God, I love Jess. Um, All right, so um, we've got one more thing that we want to cover uh, to you today, and it was actually breaking news today. So we know that the House, the House of Representatives, currently under control by Nancy Pelosi, that's not going to be the case in January. She's still the Speaker of the House, at least until the end of December. They had passed legislation, which was called the... um, Hold on, it was called... The Respect for Marriage Act, and basically what it is, is um, it's legislation that was passed in the House to protect um, marriage for same-sex couples and couples in interracial marriages. Um, that was the language that was used to develop this this particular legislation, and it was passed in the House, and then it was supposed to go to the Senate, and where this type of legislation would require 60 votes, Right, because it's it's what they consider something that is it requires what they call a filibuster. Right, you need sixty majority. You need three. Not a
1: filibuster. A filibuster is different.
2: Well, you can filibuster. You can filibuster. Right,
1: it requires a conversation. Uh, it, uh, well, it
2: requires the majority of of the House, three fourths of the House, to agree to pass the right. legislation. And a
1: filibuster would hold it up.
2: Right, so they they weren't sure. At that point in time, then in July, if they had all the necessary votes in the Senate, right? Because we have two chambers. We have the lower chamber, which is the House, the upper chamber, which is the Senate. So what they did was is they said, we're going to postpone the vote in the Senate until after the midterm elections. Well, elections are gone. Elections happened. And we
1: have the votes.
2: We have the votes. So the, the Senate actually took what was called a procedural vote today. Basically, it's just a test to see if they have all the votes they need and they actually got 62 votes to move this into what they call now a process of of um discussion right they bring it to the floor they start discussing you know proposing amendments etc But they got 62 votes, which means that 12 Republicans signed on to bring this to the point where now it can actually be discussed on the floor.
1: Mm -hmm. I think we also need to take a moment and honor the Republicans who voted for the bill. Well, for the bill to move forward. Right. So that was Roy Blunt from Missouri, Mm -hmm. Richard Burr, North Carolina, Shelley Moore Mm -hmm. of West Virginia, or Shelley Moore Capito? of west virginia susan collins of maine joni erst ernst of iowa cynthia Mm -hmm. lumens of wyoming lisa murkowski of Of alaska Alaska. rob portman of ohio mitt romney of utah Mm -hmm. dan sullivan of alaska tom tillis of north carolina and todd young of indiana
2: so interestingly enough While all of this was happening, and while we were waiting for news as to whether or not this was going to hit the floor, the Church of Latter Day Saints, which is predominantly the Mormon Church, which is yeah, came out in support of this bill, in support of marriage equality, as long as it didn't force them to do things that would go against their faith. In an essence, okay. We support marriage equality, just don't force us to do it in our church.
1: Well, I mean, there are plenty of, of, but there are still plenty of churches where, while while it's legal in America, you can't go, they they won't let you marry there.
2: But. They wanted these are some of the the amendments that they're proposing that they're going to discuss now that this bill is going to hit the floor in the Senate before they approve it and bring it, you know, make it law. And then they go through the reconciliation process, which means that once they work out all the kinks and they work out all of these requests, which I'm about to read to you now, the next step is called what what, what it's a process called reconciliation. So they take the bill that was passed in the House. And they take the bill that would potentially pass in the Senate and they reconcile both bills to make sure that the language matches. Right. And once they do that, the bill is passed and then it can move to the president for signature and obviously for adoption and, and making it law. So here's some of the things that they proposed that they wanted to make sure that was you know, included in the bill. Um, it would need to protect All religious liberties and conscience protections under constitutional and federal law for, you know, religious institutions. It would also have to make sure that nonprofit, nonprofit religious organizations um, wouldn't have to be required to provide services, facilities or goods for celebration of these marriages It would protect the tax exempt status for religious groups not affected um, by this legislation for refusing to um, provide services to same-sex couples or or couples that happen to be interracial. Um, And it also says federal government would not require um, to recognize uh, polygamous marriages. So, for example, in certain cultures, you can have one or two more than two spouses um so some of the language that is being requested to be introduced into this bill is that polygamy would not be something that they would sanction At you know from a lawful perspective they still would want to make sure that that remains unlawful um you know it's a small price to pay and i think that's what got these these 12 senators on board um, to bring this bill to the floor but this is amazing news the fact that All we have to do now is let this play out on the floor, let them have their little discussions and hope they vote. And before you know it, we have a bill on the president's desk for signature to make it law. And that circumvents all of this conversation that we've been having about the impending doom on marriage equality and the decision that was made at the Supreme Court because it was decided on the same principles and merits that Roe v. Wade was. And we already have a justice that that openly said, you know, marriage equality, uh, the right to contraception, all mm-hmm. of these should have been something that the court should have never decided or had had an opinion on. And, and so we know that if Someone would sue, and eventually one of these cases ended up at the Supreme Court. They would rule to overrule marriage equality um, and, and not have the court be the deciding factor in forcing states to make them, accept um, the fact that marriage equality currently is the, the law of the land. This would make it a legislative um, uh, win for members of our community. You all right
0: over there, girl? Sorry.
2: So, so now that we have that news, how do you feel about that? I mean,
1: I feel good. Um, I, we've been talking about it ever since Ro, Roe, v. Wade, um, mm-hmm. how, you know, Dobbs. The, the Senate and the House need to make it law. Um, and the fact that they can potentially do it because it wasn't a red wave, it was a rainbow wave um, is pretty amazing. Uh, pretty exciting. What do they and,
2: call it? The lavender wave.
1: No, lavender ceiling.
2: Lavender ceiling. I'm
1: calling it the rainbow wave. Okay. Because it wasn't a red wave like we thought it was going right. to be. Um. So we had a lot of people break the lavender ceiling. Right. And we had a rainbow wave.
2: Right. Nice. And, you know, I just want to point out that in, in nature, rainbows, I mean... Waves aren't red,
1: but also too. You know, hearing a representative, our, our senator from Ohio, say we've we've shown here through this le- legislation that these rights can coexist: religious freedom on one hand, and LGBTQ plus rights on the other hand. It is my hope that with these changes that we've made today, we have all now agreed to and can pass this legislation, which is just. Amazing to just hear it's, some a Republican from Ohio right. almost, it it sounds like they're trying to work together right. for, for at least human rights. O-
2: o- although they're, they're still assholes.
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. There always will be.
2: I mean, you know... D- 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 I'm conflicted with Susan Collins because, you know, this bitch wanted to take our fucking, you know, um, health care away for people on on the Affordable Care Act. And if it wasn't for John McCain, uh, um, you know, thumbs down during that whole procedural vote, um, which killed the bill that would have made Obamacare or as it is known, the official name, the Affordable Care Act, you know, they would have overturned it. Um, you know, some of these assholes would have gotten away with that if it wasn't for John McCain. And, you know, when you think about Lisa Murkowski, they might, they might thresh or they might, how would I say, hover on the, on the line of, yes, I'm a Republican, but I'm, I'm somewhat, you know, supportive of certain things. Her and, and Lisa Murkowski and, and, uh, what's her face from, um, from Maine. Um, oh God, I can't even say her name. Susan Collins. Um, you know, they've done some shady shit um, for 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 the American people and also for our community. So, you know, it's like I hope that this is you are on, on the path of doing right by others. But I want to go back to what you said. Right. Hearing somebody say that we can coexist. That's all we've ever wanted. Right. I want to be able to be me and you be you. And I'm not going to hold against you the fact that your religion says, hey, I am not worthy, but I'm not going to allow my government to tell me that because of your beliefs, I can't have rights.
1: Yeah, I'm like, be a Mormon, live your life, whatever, be whatever you want to be. But the fact is, I feel like we should all have the right to the same thing.
2: Right. To exist, to be able to live our lives free of Fear and and being persecuted just for who we love.
1: And what's actually kind of crazy, it's like, if you think about it, it's like taking the devil's hand a little bit when it comes to the Mormon church. Mainly because if they adopt the amendments, the money that the church would then provide to certain individuals would probably be significant.
2: I'm sure. Um, listen, there's got to be. I know that there's got to be some like, you know, agenda here. Oh, yeah. But the fact that the Church of Latter-day Saints the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the Mormon Church, yeah, you got the it. fact that they literally publicly stated that they're in support of marriage equality is a huge thing. I mean, we cannot understate how big that is.
1: Well, I also wonder, Given, it's like, how much money did they pour into people that were fighting it? Now they're probably finding a way to be like, you know what? As long as we are protected.
2: Right. And you know, I'm OK with that.
1: And th- there's always been a separation of church and state. Like, right. Can we lean into that America? Like, mm-hmm. can we acknowledge that America? So- so like box. it's fucking time that we so acknowledge
2: box. it. So box. like,
1: but I think that's what they're doing. They're acknowledging yeah. something. They're like, just make right. sure that we're protected and that our rights are protected with the separation of church and state. Right. And then do what you need to do for the American people.
2: Right. And now only if the Catholic church would come out and do the same, you know, it's sad that, you know,
1: They've been so like wishy-washy and back and forth about. Uh,
2: About a lot of things, you know, but, you know, and you know what pisses me off the most about the whole thing with the Catholic Church and their stance on marriage equality and their stance on our community, period.
1: No, Tom, tell us.
2: Is the fact that, um, you know, here we are having all these fucking assholes who are being brainwashed into thinking that fucking drag queens are going to be raping and molesting our children. And therefore, we can't have story time with drag queens when, statistically speaking, your children are a lot safer in the company of drag queens than they are in fucking bishops and people and clergy from the fucking church, the Catholic Church.
1: Yeah, not to make light of it, but, like, let's think about it logically, you know how long it would take them to get all that off to do anything to your kids? I mean, a long time.
2: That's a lot to take off. Mm -hmm. Um, But, but that, that's not the point. The point is it's like, when was the last time you heard of a drag queen molesting a child?
1: Well, When was the last time you went to a drag show and didn't have fun?
2: It's always fun. It's always a great time, but seriously, like tell me, I want someone to send me Proof, evidence of a drag queen molesting a child. When was the last time? I can't think of not one instance, but I can tell you and I can count. I don't even have enough fingers to count how many times someone in the clergy, someone in the in the Catholic church, a priest, someone that that serves in that capacity or in a capacity to be in a church has molested children. Countless times. And the church hides that shit. I don't want to hear it. I really don't. But anyway, it's about the good news. It's about the fact that we're one step closer to making sure marriage equality is truly, legislatively, the law of the land. So
0: Absolutely. Hallelujah. You all right over there, Jay? Yes. I just wanted um to... Expand. No, not expand. This is a different story. But, oh, but she's got sto- something mm. A story that you brought up uh, last show, and it wasn't even a story. Right. It was a statement you made, and I just wanted to thank you for terminating your Twitter accounts, because I'm actually reading uh, re- just uh, recently, Elon Musk joins an anti-LGBTQ plus libs of TikTok to mock one of their fired employees. Yeah so
2: they fired 50 percent of their 50% staff 50
0: of their staffs it's insane so uh i guess they were mocking uh one employee who had gone on to uh voice her opinion about how unfairly they were treated right and, and the
2: fact uh, that they were fired exactly you yeah, know i so, terminated both twitter accounts i was like there's there's no good call room. on your part
0: yeah because you could see exactly what Shit's yeah. going on with Yeah, me. there's
2: just no room um, or at least there's there's no place for a show like ours, um, who is an LGBTQ show to be to be participating or supporting a platform that doesn't allow for, um, you know, safe conversations and safe spaces for us to be able to express ourselves um, in a sense that won't then, you know, be sanctioned by the owner of Twitter for people to come and attack and not have it be considered hate speech or none of that. It's just ridiculous. And I was just like, you know, we don't, we don't have time for it. And so I closed the Twitter accounts, all of them.
0: Yes, I did. I,
2: but you're welcome. You're welcome. Um. All right, so we're an hour in. It's been an amazing show. A lot of information. We covered a lot today.
1: I deleted my Twitter.
2: I'm proud of you.
1: Done. I, I already closed <laughs> yeah. it. It's done.
2: Yeah. Um, your account's been deactivated. Yeah, you got 30 days to, you know, decide whether you want to change your mind. But as long as yeah. Elon Musk is there, I was like, fuck you. Because you know what? Now that Tweedledump has announced that he's running for president, I can guarantee you within the next 30 days he'll be back on the platform. Because, I mean, honestly, his other platform, the one that he opened...
0: Tanked? And uh, it's tanking?
2: It's tanking like crazy, and poor Devin Nunes left the fucking Senate to go run that shit. Remember Devin Nunes? No. He's one of the senators that was, you know, like, against impeaching Trump back in the day when when that happened, the first impeachment. Mm. Yeah, anyway, it's tanking. And that makes me happy. Just like his, you know, his whole career in life. Anyway... (laughs) Um I think we should wrap it up, so I'm gonna to toss it over to my to my good friend Trish over here, aka Nick, aka um local leader, local leader. to uh give us Mama <laughs> Kim's minute.
1: All right, everybody, here's Mama Kim's minute. Number one, trans woman who won election shares heartwarming interaction with mother of trans son. Number two, Tina Niero wins a divisive victory as the next
2: m- words are important. Not divisive.
1: Monterey County Sheriff.
2: Decisive.
1: Got it. Number three, four Supreme Court justices attended a celebration of a powerful anti-LGBTQ legal group.
2: Mm -hmm. I wonder who those could be. Let me see. Amy Coney Barrett. I'm pretty sure that, what's his name, Clarence Thomas was there. I am pretty sure that Neil Gorsuch was there. And who's the other asshole that overturned? Brett Bre-
1: Kavanaugh.
2: Brett Kavanaugh and one more. There's one more. Because remember, there's five of them. There's one more. The- Alito? Alito. Thank you. Fuck you, all of you. <laughs> Every single one of you. Um, but anyway, um, thank you for sharing Mama Kim's Minute with us today. Yes. I'm going to toss it over to our homeboy. All right. I it- day. Oh, no, that's oh wrong
0: boy. Song. Wrong guy. <laughs> oh, boy.
1: It should be the grinder sound
0: It should be (laughs) It should be the grinder sound Get it boy I can't can't dance too much I'm I'm still hurting So on this day in gay history Brought to you by Gay Talk 2.0
2: Are you sure about that?
0: The ultimate and only LGBTQ podcast That's bringing you all your info Don't say only because that's not true And only, yeah
2: We're the only crazy ones Uh, uh, Actually no, that's not true either
0: No We're the only
2: messy ones ones. That's true
0: So we bring to you On this day in gay history Uh, November 6th 1502 in Italy She went deep She went deep Sandro Botticelli accused of sodomy Mm. A summary of the charge In the Florentine archives Simply reads (laughs) Botticelli keeps a boy (laughs) (laughs) I keep a lot of things The charges against the Italian painter Are eventually dropped So
2: Booyah Oh my god That's too funny Maybe that's your boyfriend's boyfriend Yeah Mm -hmm. He keeps a boy Booty Shelly Booty 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 Shelly That's his boyfriend
0: Botticelli Botticelli
1: Botticelli
2: Um, All right. Well, ladies and gents, uh, if you love the show, make sure that you go subscribe, rate and review on your favorite podcasting service. By doing so, you get the latest and greatest of our show delivered right to your web browser or your favorite device. As soon as our episodes are published, you can also support us on Patreon, which allows you, our listeners, to support the show with a monetary donation Oh. Which can be in any denomination of a dollar or more. What the fuck am I doing in the video? Wee-k-dee, wee-k-dee, wee-k-dee. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> um, anyway, um, and we love you for it. So uh, thank you so much. And
0: uh, Jay, next week we wish wish you all a very happy Thanksgiving. We are going to be taking it off as we enjoy time with our family and friends right. and loved ones. And uh, we wish you guys the best. And we are thankful for you, our audience. Always.
2: Always and always. All two of you. Eat a lot of turkey. Eat a lot of everything. Celebrate any which way you can and any which way you want. And we love you all. Trish? Oh, wait. No, it's me. (laughs) No. Wrong button.
1: Thank you, Nick. All right, everybody, get the Future Method today. Each time you clean out with water or enemas, delicate tissues are harmed and cells are damaged, increasing chances of injury and or STDs. This first-of-its-kind doctor-developed formula gently cleanses before you play without hurting your bum. Visit futuremethod.com to
0: purchase your life-changing bum cleanser today. Yasqueen, queen. Happy holidays. Absolutely. And as always, it is time to put a ring on it. Why are we putting a ring on it? Because that's what I do.
2: What what what's the ring for? Oh for God, support. do you not remember for this? support? For support. <laughs> oh, The cock ring. The cock okay, gurgling. gotcha, gotcha.
0: See you.
2: Okay, it, it's all coming back to me now. It's, it's like all, pissing into the wind.
0: It's all coming back. And as always, our show is available on our website, GayTalk20.com, on their audio podcast. It is also available as a free download on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, and Stitcher Radio.
1: All right. You can find us on social media, Facebook, GayTalk 2.0, Instagram, Gay Talk 2.0, email at GayTalk2.0 at GayTalk20.com. I didn't say Twitter because you can't find us there,
2: Tom. Um, we didn't record that second half. Of course, we didn't. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you need to reach out to us, just head on over to our website. Click on the down. Click on the contact us tab located at the top of the, of the web browser. <laughs> <Interesting>. <laughs> uh, there you can leave comments, suggest topics, submit a question for the cast or an individual host, and uh, you can also call us. Our phone number is three three four Gay Talk, and if you need all those digits, it is three three four four two nine. 8255. Don't forget that we do stream live every Wednesday at some point throughout the day and you can access that live stream every Wednesday by visiting digitalstreamradio.com We love you all, thank you and uh, y'all have a good night. Bye! Thank you
1: for listening to
0: this episode of Gay Talk 2.0 Tune in next time for more
1: dishes.